1: in the shadows you can hear the
0: Welcome to the Supernatural Creatures and Lore podcast, a podcast dedicated to all the monsters, mythology, and lore, and factoids dedicated to the creatures that appear in the TV series Supernatural and The CW. I am your host, Dr. Chris.
1: I'm Mel Heflin, his co-host.
0: And tonight's episode, we will be talking about the usual suspects with death omens. And Mel has the synopsis for us.
1: All right. Season 2, episode 7, Sam and Dean investigate the murders of a lawyer and his wife, who claimed to see a ghost before they died. Local detectives arrest Sam and Dean for a double murder before they are able to find the ghost. The original air date is November 9th, 2006.
0: D- death omens on Supernatural uh, appear as an apparition or a deceased person or object. Usually, a death omen is an indicator that the person who is visited by is going to die, and the apparition can manifest in several places at once. It's bio- it, has, it has bilocation powers, I guess, to different people. And sometimes a death omen will try to communicate with the person they are appearing to in order to warn them against the impending danger. Now, death omens in real life are not so much a who, but a what. It's a, it's a, a thing. It's not uh, the Angel of Death or the Grim Reaper himself death. Because uh, those only appear when you're actually dead. So this is signs and things that appear to you, letting you know you're going to die. Here's a horoscope for everyone. Aquarius, you're going to die. Capricorn, you're going to die. Gemini, you're going to die twice. Leo, you're going to die. Mel, you said you've had real dealings with death omens or, or something, but this episode also threw you off because you did think it was about a, a thing or person. Yes,
1: um, it, you threw me off a little bit because um, I have actually had true experiences with death omens, having worked as a uh, CNA in a nursing home uh, in my past. And um, my entire family was nurses and ran a home care facility, so um, I was very familiar with them. Different cultures would have different beliefs and dealing with different patients of different cultures. People would be afraid that something was potentially a death omen. Um, So I was quite familiar with them. And when I found out that we were going to be doing this episode about death omens, it threw me off just a little bit. Because it's not so much a creature that Sam and Dean would fight, except in this episode, well... As every episode, they need something to fight, so it only makes sense that Claire would be their death omen.
0: Yeah, and Claire's not really doing anything wrong to anybody. Uh, And the person she appears to, I believe, is the special guest star of the episode uh, from The the Exorcist, Linda Blair. Yes. Don't listen to the Radio of Horror show that I host as Dr. Chris because you will not want to hear my diatribe about uh, the horrors of Linda Blair and a convention I went to (laughs) that she was at in 2014. That is a story for, well, that episode that's recorded. So we're not going to get into it here, and I'm going to keep my opinion to myself, but uh, (laughs) not a nice person. (coughs) Kind of a bitch. So, moving on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So many different things that can be considered death omens, and omens in general and I actually brought a question to our fan base. Our fan base, the most popular one seemed to be, I believe it was Crows, one or five in particular, and Random Knocks.
0: Like like that? Yes,
1: oh, just okay. like that, except it would usually be, specifically speaking in Death Omens, um, and this one is across many, many, many different cultures, is three knocks on a door and no one's there. This usually would occur in the middle of the night.
0: Now, death omens have appeared in Supernatural before. Uh, The Spirit of Isaiah Merchant uh, was in one episode in Season 1. Let's see. I think it was an episode we actually skipped over. Yeah, there was like a creepy girl that kept appearing, and the Spirit of Isaiah Merchant was trying to warn the family in the house that his daughter was like evil like just pure evil because there's like a painting of him staring at the daughter as like a warning yes yeah we skipped that episode just because uh i didn't quite understand what the i just thought it was like a ghost or whatever which i think it really was i think it was just creepy kids or something and we're gonna have plenty of episodes that are gonna do that eventually and then there is the episode in question with claire becker And then we have an episode with a ghost ship. The Ispero Santo appear to people who had been murdered by their family before they were killed by the vengeful spirit of the captain's brother. And in this episode, we have uh, Bella, who did murder her sister to inherit her family's fortune to become the antique hunter that she is. And Bella is played by... uh, Lauren Cohan. Lauren Cohan, who uh, would appear on almost every episode of The Walking Dead as Maggie. Uh, from season two onward. She was married uh, to uh, Glenn. Um, And then season five, we have the orphanage caretaker, uh, Letitia Gore. And this is the episode, The Real Ghostbusters, where Sam and Dean go to the Supernatural convention. I love that one. That is so awesome. I can't wait to to talk about it because... um, I I don't know exactly what we'll talk about, but it has to be mentioned. Just maybe we'll talk about real (laughs) ghosts. Maybe we talk about like uh, like those type of conventions or the ridiculousness of of people hunting ghosts that have no idea what the fuck they're doing.
1: Either one of those sounds like a winner.
0: Yes, because there are so many things to go with that. We don't have time to talk about it. Hold on so many things to go with that. We don't have time to talk about it in this particular episode, but we will get there eventually. And then in season seven, there is an episode where, uh, it's not called the death omen, but there's a character called Kate Fox, um, who was a, who is a death omen, but has all the signs, but Sam and Dean don't call it that, warning people by the giving them visions of her sister's Margaret, her visions of her sister Margaret killing them. Um, and it's bound to a guy, uh, so this death omen's like following him around, trying to help him. But you know, as death omens are, they look like, you know, they look creepy as fuck and then they just come out and say something.
1: (laughs) A lot of death omens uh, come from actually a Celtic lore and a lot of these um, people from, you know, Celtic times or whatever used to believe that these were fairies and goblins presenting themselves as something different for instance, doppelgangers. A lot of people believe that Doppelgangers is a form of death omen.
0: Doppelgangers like like how we all have a doppel like a, a double in life?
1: Right, seeing somebody that looks just like you.
0: So, what
1: are- <laughs> That's an interesting one because I've been, you know, trying to find my twin on findmytwin.com or whatever, so we can play twins in a movie or something. I thought it would be cool, but um ever since reading this I don't know. I'm just slightly superstitious, so I might give it a second thought.
0: Be very careful, Mel. You could be opening <laughs> up a door to Pandora's box. That right. In the, <laughs> in the archives of your, uh, your, 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 your late mother's like letters, and 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 like this, this, this old box that maybe a relative has. You know, you uncover you actually have a twin.
1: You know what's really interesting, actually, is um. It was uncovered tonight that my mom wrote me letters and stuffed them in a book. And we are currently trying to track down the book, but we know this to be a 100% fact. So I have to wonder if my mom actually saw Death Omens. Because that's something my mom was very in touch with that sort of thing. So uh, you know, this is this an a, interesting episode for tonight, right after the conversation I just had.
0: I, we kind of, I kind of set this whole thing up as a joke, but now I'm actually thinking of the possibilities that after you get done recording, you go sit back down with your aunt and start opening letters up, and then next thing you know, dear Mel, I must tell you the truth. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, my my Siamese mom was super twin. interesting,
1: so it is a possibility. <laughs>
0: And you wonder why you do, – do you, you don't have any weird scar on the left or right side of your body, do you, that just can't be explained?
1: Fortunately, no, okay, but okay. it would already be decided that I am the evil twin.
0: Based on what I've seen online, yes. <laughs> uh, for anyone else who wants to witness online, go to Mel Heflin's website to check out all of her devious behavior. Because <laughs> her her sister – her her, nah, her Siamese twin sister would most likely be like – a fucking nun compared to what Mel does. Right. <laughs> um, anyway.
1: <laughs> so back to our creatures and lore group, it was just mentioned about owls and that was next on my list. So that's super cool that our fans in our group are, uh, are hitting the marks on my list. <laughs> this is cool.
0: Which is funny, because owls weren't on my list at all for uh, Death Omens, but we did have the crows, but I didn't have owls, so that's interesting.
1: I'm Just owls appearing, seeing an owl. Um, owls and crows specifically are thought to bring messages from the underworld, and in these cases, um, it's very often that seeing crows in certain numbers...
0: Oh, well, that goes um, without saying, if you saw the crow of the movie...
1: Right, seeing crows in ones or fives apparently represent death, and speaking once again of having seen death omens before, um, I've seen, and I have pictures too, <laughs> actually, um, they're on my own old phone, but I might have to go dig out my old phone for this, I have been surrounded by hundreds of crows before, oh my. like, just standing in my backyard, hundreds of crows appear, swirl around me for a few minutes, and then they're gone.
0: And what happened in your life around these events The Crow showed up?
1: I was actually home taking a rest in between visiting my mom in the hospital and she died soon thereafter that.
0: Wow, that's as realistic as you could possibly get short of just, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's up there.
1: Yeah, I I wish I would have taken video because it was completely surreal. Like it's it's if I would if I didn't have the photos, I would have questioned if it happened at all.
0: Hmm. Uh, another creature that would appear is the black butterfly, which I I be honest, I've never seen a black butterfly before.
1: Uh, that's probably a good thing. And I was actually curious about that as well. I have that on my list too. I've never seen a black butterfly. I didn't know such a thing existed.
0: Death knocks, um, I mean, I, I, what t- type of knocking are we talking about? Like the ones in the, the, the poem, The Raven? That's um
1: three knocks. Um, It it doesn't have to be immediately in a row, but like knock, a couple of minutes later, knock, a couple of minutes later, knock. Three, and then there's no one there.
0: What, what if the knock is like this? Shave <laughs> and a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> two bits yeah opals I don't think I've ever seen an opal but what, what would the they're opal beautiful be? but would an opal just a, where, where would I find an opal would I would I have to be walking along the beach a jewelry store oh okay I was wondering if I had to be walking along the beach or whatever and one just kind of rolls up they usually come from the ocean don't they
1: they're um October birthstone
0: Oh, good. Well, I'm not born in October, so I don't have to worry about that. <laughs> I actually almost
1: bought some um, opal rings from Fragrant Jewels and over October, and I'm like, I'm kind of glad I didn't. Opals are absolutely beautiful. They look like they're made out of glitter.
0: Uh, do we know the next time Hylia's Comet will be in town?
1: Hopefully not in my lifetime.
0: <laughs> uh, but do we know when the last time it was around? Um,
1: I'll look that
0: up for us. Um. Actually, I think I have it right here. So it has a 74 to 79 year uh, span. The next time it will be around will be July 28th, 2061. And I will be, uh, I think, 81 years old.
1: Damn it, I might be alive.
0: (laughs) You're a few years younger than me. Yes, I think you you will be alive. You'll be in your 70s, but you'll still be alive.
1: So are you familiar with Death Crowns?
0: No, one of those.
1: Okay, so this is one of the ones that um, I used to run across, uh, having been a CNA, is if one of my patients would come down really sick, there was once upon a time, I saw somebody ripping open a pillow. (laughs) And I was like, this is absurd, until I actually read during my research that people actually do this. They rip open pillows and see if there's a small mass, like a small crown of feathers, like, stuck together. And, you know, this is just from somebody rolling around, being sick, you know, rolling and, you know, squishing the feathers together. But they're really hard, and you break them apart, and supposedly that will get rid of the death omen. So there is a way to break the spell of the death omen, or uh, with certain ones, there's no stopping Haley's Comet, for instance, but... And I thought sort of an omen was um, something that you could not stop from happening, but I guess I might be wrong.
2: Yeah.
0: I think when you're going to die, you're going to die. <laughs> um, I mean, short of you, uh, maybe accidental death, but if it's the time, it's the time. I I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it all really depends.
1: I recently went to Hawaii and there's sort of a death omen there, um, and I'm hoping that I'm not butchering their, their lore. I couldn't find anything written down about it or anything on the web about it. But I had heard from the locals at a fudge shop, and many times thereafter, especially during the luau, that if you hear drumming and see torches, it's some sort of a, uh, a ghost army that's marching through. This was on Maui. And if you see or hear them coming, you're supposed to go and, like, hide. Hide from them and pretend you're asleep. But if you do get caught having seen them, if you do not have an ancestor in their group, then you have to join them.
0: Yeah, I think I have heard that before. Uh, And, of course, this year we had a... uh, I don't know if you got it, but didn't we have a solar eclipse this year? Yes. Yes. so a solar eclipse, a lot of people were like, freaking the fuck out over.
1: People freak out over so many things. Um, So this is something that's really common in California, broken portraits. Apparently, the people that you love the most, you're not supposed to have their portraits on the wall, because if it falls down and breaks, that's an omen that they're going to die soon. Hmm broken glasses especially while toasting like if you if you're toasting to somebody and a glass breaks that person that you're toasting is going to die if you're just regular toasting to life or toasting to whatever and you break your glass that means you're going to die there's so many <laughs> phantom funerals i'm not sure what that was i I did see it on a few different lists, but there wasn't much of an explanation. Did you find anything?
0: No, I've never even heard of that before. Like, would I have to be witnessing the funeral of the dead? I mean, that's really strange. Um, The
1: the only thing that I did see about it was, like, you see your own self in the coffin. Maybe it's like a dream or Uh something. That's the most sense I could make out of it. But I did find it on a few different lists.
0: Uh, one of the stupidest death omens I've ever heard of is—sorry, oh, the two that—the uh, two most cliche and absolute stupidest death omens I've ever heard of, and yes, I am making fun of these, and I'm making fun of you if you believe in it. For God's sakes, have some common sense, people. Are black cats and broken mirrors.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, those were on some lists.
0: <sighs> I own a black cat. By the way, I love on uh, graveyard. Um, uh, the, 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 uh, the website Ranker has a picture of a black cat, uh, taken by a photographer named Mark J. Sebastian. And Sebastian is actually the name of my black cat who lives with me. And I got him because, um, I was kind of really alone. Uh, I had just recently broken up with somebody or somebody had broken up with me. Um, I wasn't seeing my son all that often and I decided to get a pet finally. And I enjoy having my black cat around me. Um, yeah. Whether or not he brings me good luck or bad luck, I'm still alive. I mean, I, I, I got to try harder, maybe looking for a better job. I don't know. Um, yeah, I've been sick a couple of times this year. Appendix. Uh, wait, bronchitis. Yeah. Wait, uh, how many people have died in my life since I got my cat? Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my God! No. Okay. Anyway, um, but the broken mirror thing. I mean, really. Oh my gosh!
1: Mirrors break. It's glass.
0: I mean, how many? Mirrors how many people break... drop their iPhones? How many? Yeah, and how many people break mirrors in a mirror making factory?
1: If a broken mirror was a death omen, and people use their iPhones as a mirror, isn't every Apple user going to die? Dun dun dun. <laughs> Sorry, I have a thing against Apple. Anyways, um, corpse candles or will-o'-wisps, have you ever
0: heard of them? I've heard the will-o'-the-wisps. Uh, he first appeared in The Amazing Spider-Man number uh, 200 and something. Uh, oh, wait, no I, no, I actually haven't. But I, I've heard, I have heard of like the mystical creature, a will-o'-the-wisp.
1: Um, do you know what it is?
0: No, I actually don't. And the only thing I know about the will-o'-the-wisp is, again, the character from the Spider-Man Rogue gallery.
1: Gotcha. Uh, Will-o'-wisp is actually a colorful orb, and they're usually appearing in colors red, blue, green, something very bright and colorful. And when these appear to you, um, it's considered a death omen. I also have a Death Watch beetle. Have you ever heard of a Death Watch beetle?
0: Yes, I have. Those I've seen. Practical Uh, magic, right? Yes, practical magic, but also in uh, issues of um, National Geographic that would cover, uh, like I have a Halloween kind of issue. Uh, a couple episodes ago we were talking about zombies and they did a whole issue about the 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 bug that can turn you into a zombie after you die it you know was found in South America and it can burrow its way into your brain scarabs yes uh, and literally reanimate your corpse
1: so um deathwatch beetles uh, appeared in the movie Practical Magic and it's you know it's said that it's another one of these supposed omens that you can break um like the death crown If you kill the Death Watch beetle and you can find it because it tick, 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 I I think that's another easily explained one. Where if you're, you know, back in old times in a dry house without a cell phone to stare at, a TV to watch, if you're sitting up with someone who you think might die, you know, who's really sick, you're going to hear the tick, tick, tick of the beetle in the house.
0: Mm, Definitely. Definitely. There are um, over many different. Cultures, hundreds of more death omens and actually the list goes on and on and on in a book i found they they gave like a lot like small um synopsises of ones and I, I really recommend you know hitting your local library or going to the occult section of your local bookstore to find uh, a book about death omens because it could actually take up an entire book itself uh, that's pretty much all the time we have here tonight we have a shorter episode for this week for death omens uh connected to uh, the usual suspects today on Supernatural Creatures and Lore. Uh, don't forget you can join us on the Supernatural Creatures and Lore group on Facebook, and you can find us on our individual Twitters at Sav and SPN Creatures and Lore. And you can
1: find me um, basically across the web at Melhaflin, dot com. You have Any right of now? those. Yeah. <laughs> I used to have a dot com. I don't take care of it. <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Gotcha. And once again, thank you to Jessalanta for providing the music for us. And thanks to Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts for uh, being our sponsor for this episode of Supernatural Creatures and Lore. We'll be back in a few weeks, folks.
1: In the shadows, you can hear the sounds. The rumble of the hundred hounds Cries of the banshee, terror of the wind go. You also can't see there's nowhere to go It's the creature It's the
2: creature. It's the Creatures from the supernatural so, What? Have you ever read uh, a Superman
1: comic? Not in the last few hours. Oh, uh, I was just checking, right? Just checking.
2: Hey everyone, my name is Michael Bailey, and I have been a fan of Superman for as long as I can remember. In 1987, I started collecting the Superman comics as a going concern, which led me down a long and winding, comic book-filled path to 2007, when I first started podcasting. Well, it's 2017, and because it's been 10 years since I started podcasting, and 30 years since I started reading Superman full-time, I thought it might be fun to start a new show called It All Comes Back 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 to Superman. Superman. It All Comes Back to Superman will be my monthly reaffirmation of my Kryptonian faith, where I will pick out something about the Man of Steel and discuss it. Sometimes I'll be alone. Sometimes I'll have a guest. No matter how many people get involved, Superman will be the focus. It All Comes Back to Superman is part of the Fortress of Bailey 2 podcasting network. New episodes will drop on the 28th of every month. This show and all of the other programs that are part of the Fortress of bailey podcasting network can be found at www.fortressofbaileytude.com.
1: Hi, I'm Ali, and this is Rob. Howdy. And we're the hosts of Horror Never Sleeps, a new weekly horror movie retrospective podcast. We will be reviewing your favourite scary movies like Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween and Psycho.
0: Also, we'll be covering classic gems
2: like Maniac Cop, The Lost Boys, The Human Centipede. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, no.
0: Oh, we'll see. First
1: episode will be released mid-November. You can listen on iTunes or your favourite podcast app.
2: Until then, stay scared. Ooh.
1: Yeah, we won't be doing that. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're the hosts of a new true crime podcast called Yours in Murder. We put out a new episode every week. We switch between covering true crime cases together and analyzing true crimes in our minisodes. We take turns on the minisodes, focusing on our unique perspectives. I have a degree in forensic science. And I have one in journalism so we're able to go beyond Wikipedia and dive into the facts of the case. We look at the forensic evidence and the spin put on cases by the media. Check us out on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and like us on Facebook for an update on today in true crime history. As always, we are yours in murder.